0: Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Woman Podcast. I am Shelly, your host, and it has been quite some time since I stepped forward vocally on this podcast, and honestly, it's for reasons that I know nothing really truly of. Um, there are moments when I'm in the flow, and I am connected, and I am channeling, and there's so much to give. And then there are moments in my life where I feel this sense of retraction, where I feel as though I'm receiving. And it occurred to me throughout this last um, retraction period where I didn't really have much to put out there for all of you. And I was really truly beginning to reevaluate, reassess, and regain my own perspective on my own practices as well as my own life and what I am not only feeding myself through my environment but soulfully what I am feeding you. And I wanted to share something that was really palpable within this past contraction phase and it is whether or not we are choosing to make worship work Or are we allowing worship to unfold for us in the fashion that it chooses? And there's a couple of analogies that come to mind when I say this. And one is when you plant a seed and you allow that plant to grow, the seed itself is submerged into the ground. And oftentimes this is the darkest time for this action potential. And we can kind of consider ourselves to be that seed because we too have an action potential. It depends on the soil, the environment, and you know how that environment molds and shapes the seed and how that seed ends up growing because of that. And when you envision the seed being planted in the ground, The darkest times are our times of nurturing, again, this contraction phase where we are choosing to be reclusive and we are choosing to withdraw and we are choosing to begin to, you know, I guess, insource instead of outsource um, our lives. And as that seed begins to grow, it begins to move. And it does so in this spiral formation, which is this Fibonacci spiral that is essentially within all living organisms in some way, shape, or form. And it grows and it evolves. And then the branches begin to grow. And the branches don't have a particular logic as to how they form. Maybe they do... Um, a bit with the 369 Fibonacci spiral and how it's connected to the cosmos but essentially as the branches grow each tree grows its branches even though that it it is from the same type of tree it grows differently not no two trees are exactly identical in the same in which they grow their branches and the same goes with their flowering or their blossoms whether that be a leaf or a flower and that is the beauty of allowing ourselves to unfold naturally is that we become individualistic and yet just as beautiful in that individuality. And it occurred to me that we, as, you know, and I say this, you know, very loosely, but those of us who are on this spiritual journey and, you know, the journey of um, under self understanding as well as understanding of others, We have placed our faith in individuals and myself included that have given us kind of like an outline and framework of how things should go and how things should grow for us and how we should evolve and the things that we should do, whether it's feng shuiing your house, whether it's waking up and meditating, whether it's um, journaling, doing the tarot, doing yoga every single day. Um, Choosing to invest our time and our efforts and our physical lives and our spiritual lives as well as our mental lives, investing them in spiritual practices that others have told us worked for them to reach the level of quote unquote spirituality that they're already on. And we look up to these individuals and we are in awe of them because we're like, wow, like I really see value in what this person's saying, and I see how their life is and how their life has transformed, and I want that, right? And we become a bit of conformists and we begin to choose these modalities that certain practitioners have chosen for themselves that have basically helps them grow and evolve. But yet we fail to really begin to notice how we truly feel as we partake in these modalities. And then we almost begin to sever um, the beautiful aspects and the beautiful layers and components that come with being in this environment and in these practices and, you know, um, embracing that um, level of connection that these modalities are intended to invoke. And we lose the luster because we've chosen to do work but the work that we are choosing to do is adopting the work that someone else had for themselves, their own work because of their environment, their own evolution and their own spiritual progression. But that is what worked for them because that seed, that action potential, needed not only that friction and the challenges of their lives that they've experienced, but the catalyst to that is, of course, the shadow areas and the darker areas of our lives that help us pivot and you know progress and grow. And yet at the very same time, what has allowed us and what has shaped us to grow and progress is individualistic. Now, here's to say, I think that choosing, especially when you're in the beginning aspects of your journey and you feel the tug, choosing to invest your time in various different modalities and assessing truly how you feel in doing those modalities is the work, right? But it's also the worship. And it's when the work and the worship come together in a symbiotic relationship, do we really begin to feel truly connected and if you are choosing modalities because a practitioner or a shaman or someone has told you to do so but you don't feel that spiritual connection to that modality it's okay to leave it okay and it's okay to shift and it's okay to incorporate different modalities and I think as a spiritual community, um, we've, begun, we've gotten too spiritual. <laughs> and I mean, I say that because uh, we forget that everything is spiritual and everything is connected to consciousness, whether it's an inanimate object or this ritualistic happening and gathering. Everything is spiritual. Every person you come into contact is spiritual and magnificent it is these modalities that bring us an interest closer to that understanding and if the modality itself is not bringing you closer to shedding the layers of separation and shedding the layers of disconnection then the modality has lost its luster and We've chosen to move through the motions of yoga and move through the motions of meditation, but we've failed to embrace the true lesson in these practices and in these modalities is that everything is sacred. Everything. Even the bullshit is sacred. And it's hard for us to really wrap our head around that, right? Because we're like, fuck this shit. like. This is not sacred. Like, what is the purpose of this, right? Like, why am I going through this? Why are we going through this? Why are we all experiencing this? Why can't this just stop, right? But then we have to like step back a moment and be like, okay, what part of me is saying that? Is that my ego that's driven by control and like the desire and the wants? Or is that the part of me that's observing? Um, because what part of my awareness is really aware of what's going on? Because you could see things from the superficial plane, but yet the undercurrents and the true value and the true worth of what we're going through and what we're sifting through on a personal level, as well as, you know, again, on a macro scale, because again, they both connect with one another. I say this all the time, but if you're just joining me, this, I guess is the first time you're hearing it, but We have to understand that this is a part of it, okay? This is a part of it, and it's sacred. Although it seems like total bullshit and, you know, it's annoying to go through, it's the catalyst to something in your life. And if you choose to honor that and embrace that, you are truly choosing to worship because you understand That yes, you play a part in co-creating your reality. But co-creating your reality is also honoring your reality. And it's also honoring your emotions. It's honoring your individuality. It's honoring the fact that you come from a different place and time and space. And we have to let go of this rigidity of you know, and I I say this because this is my personal background, so this does not speak to everyone, and I apologize if I offend anyone in saying this, but I remember growing up as a child that my mom was religious. Now, and when I say religious, I mean rigid in religion. I don't mean um, embracing religion as a part of practice. I mean it was a control freak kind of a thing so we went to bible studies I went to youth groups and I had Wednesday youth group every Wednesday night and I had church every Sunday morning and it was forced upon me in such a way that it was disconnected okay I didn't feel connected to that and in turn what it did it was was that it built up a resistance to this layer and, you know, form of Christianity. And I did have a bit of resistance towards Christianity for a while because of the way that it was imposed upon me growing up. But now I embrace it all because I begin to understand that it's not the religion or the particular practices that I didn't resonate with because now I I currently read Christian books. Um, My son is actually doing some homeschool with Christian literature um, because I want him exposed to various different thought processes and understandings so that way he can choose the one that he most resonates with, right? Because I went through something where it was forced upon me and it became more work and It became tedious and annoying that it lost the luster of the worship. And here I am, you know, 30, 34 years old, and I'm beginning to reflect upon these different layers. And again, the environment of the action potential that was within me and how it shaped me and molds me that here I am and I can understand and embrace every religion Um, I now look at the Christian religion from a different perspective and I embrace the lessons that are weaved within them. And what really helped me do that was taking a world religion course in college. And my mom will tell you to this day, she's like, You changed when you took that world religion class. Like, but because I understand that everyone has their individual ways of creating their worship. And some may call me crazy, but I embrace bits and pieces of probably five different religious groups. But then when I think about it, it's like, okay, these are religions. These were groups of people that created a collective way of thinking. In every single collective way of thinking, there is rigidity right? So are you choosing to adopt a practice or a work or a modality and it's become rigid because it's closed-minded and and it has to conform and fit a box? Or are you choosing to be less rigid and more open-minded and embrace different thought processes and different information to develop your own worship. And that is the work and the worship, right? That is the work and beginning to do and experience different layers of what people would call connected to something higher than themselves and understanding that there is something higher than themselves But then at the very same time, beginning to be aware of when it becomes controlling and when it's controlled you instead of you embracing it and feeling the true connection. Because when you lose the true connection to that energy that is so much bigger than us, that is, I might get chills down my back and my arms right now, that is like the undercurrent of all living things and all things both tangible and intangible and energetic and visible and invisible. That is when we find our wholeness. That is when we understand that there, the reason and purpose of life is beyond the realms of our understanding. And I am still on this journey. I'm not claiming that I'm an expert at this and I know it all. I'm honestly just speaking from where I am. But I've definitely come a long way from where I was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, gosh, 20 years ago. And when we welcome true worship, our worship is our worship. It could be coloring for you. It could be coloring something specific. Mandalas, perhaps, or, um, you know... Sri or perhaps uh, deities or religious figures and that is your worship and that is where you feel the most connected to this auspiciousness and this um, electrical current that is again individually yours but at the very same time collectively connected and I wanted to share this because I too fall into habits Um, and I have to catch myself and this podcast is a form of expression for me and it's a form of art for me. And yet I have to go with it and I have to allow myself to be guided by the guidance. I don't want to come on here and speak bullshit and speak out of my ass because I feel like I have to say something. I want to be on this podcast as a source of information as well as inspiration to awaken the layers and components of other people to begin to recognize these layers within themselves. And sharing my journey, in my opinion, is the best way in whatever form I can. And, you know, this podcast has extended out to so many different countries, almost every single state in the United States. And after not being on here for so long and, you know, vlogging back in and seeing this, I'm like, holy shit, like regardless of whether or not somebody listens to it again, they listened and maybe they heard what they needed to hear to stay connected to this podcast and what I have to say, or maybe they heard enough that they decided that this isn't for them. And that is the beauty of this all. That is the beauty of the worship. And that is the beauty of the work because choosing to log on and listen to other people and get inspired by other conversations is fucking amazing. Like, it is amazing that we can do that. I could speak here in South Florida, record it, post it, and somebody in China is listening. Like, whoa. So, you know, we are extending ourselves and we are being called to further extend ourselves in our own way. And if you're finding yourself stuck, feeling like you have to wake up and do yoga every single day or you have to journal every single day or you have to do this and you have to do that, check in with yourself. This is a moment to check in and be like, hold the phone. Whoa. What did I just get wrapped up in? right and we have to welcome in where we need to go and I made a post about this on Instagram if you don't follow me I'm at yoga by Shelly s-h-e-l-l-y I posted something that was like I wake up in the morning and I ask the universe what shall you have me do where shall you have me go what shall you have me say And before I begin any podcast, before I post anything, I ask spirit for guidance to lead me. I am an instrument, an energetic instrument and an energetic vibration and currency for a higher power. And we all are. I am like not special, you know, like we are special, but we're not special, right? Like I am special. You are special. We are all special, but we are all equally special in different ways. And equally needed in different ways and equally valuable in different ways. And if the work that somebody else has put out there that has worked for them is being shared, I think if something inside of you is like, huh, that really interests me, Reiki really interests me, oh wow, yoga really interests me, and you feel that tug and that pull to move towards that because the way in which somebody said something, invokes something within you and inspires you, whether it's, maybe it's starting a podcast, you know? And if that's where you feel that like, ooh, that's interesting, go towards that. Move towards that. And then once you're there and you experience it, you make your evaluation, and your assessment of your being. How did you feel in doing it? God, I feel so connected. I feel so plugged in. I feel this, this, and that. Or, Oh, I tried it and I don't know, right? But then here's the work part. Is that a part of you that is connected to self-doubt? Or is that the part of you that is talking shit to yourself? Or is that the part of you that is excited and nervous and is like, ee! okay, okay, I'm a little nervous. I know that this, these nerves are like... I got to just do it. I got to put it out there. And once you do it, once you cross that line, there's a line between fear and excitement. And once you cross that line of fear and you let your, your self-doubt and, you know, the internal dialogue and chatter, you know, your 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 ego self, which, by the way, you can never rid yourself of the ego. If that's your goal, it's impossible. You need your ego. But you need to be aware of your ego because your ego is a really great teacher because if you're aware of your own thought processes and your awareness you can begin to check in with the layer of yourself that's speaking. Is it the the fear factor of you? Is that the fear layer of you? Or is that it the excited part of you? And that is when you are like, okay, I had this thought. Where's it coming from? All right, I'm going to use it. Okay, that's my fear-based self. That's my old way of thinking because I've always thought like that. I'm gonna take a deep breath and I am going to reevaluate and see where, see where I go. And that's the beauty of it. We all have various different layers and aspects of our being and this is perfect because you are both a channel that is assessing your environment to see if there's a threat and you can choose to stay within that energy all the time and it's kind of like, oh my God, another analogy. I just feel like they just work so well. So imagine you are in your car, right? So your body is your car. And you have one of those cars that's super high tech that can tell you when you're veering off into another lane to bring you back in, in, in line. Or you have that alert that when you pop it in reverse, it's like beep, 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 beep. There's somebody behind you, okay? That is your um, fight or flight response. Imagine that is a part of who you are. You need that to survive. You need that okay? You need to be able to assess your environment and act accordingly, right? But you also have cruise control. You also can be like, all right, I'm going to go 65 miles an hour, pop, pop. all I got to do is just maintain the wheel. Maybe some of you have, you know, the car that, that drives itself, whatever the case may be. But imagine if you constantly lived in that, um, what's the response that like, um, I'm looking for a word and it's failing me right now. But anyways, imagine if you lived in that um, fight or flight response of, oh my God, 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 oh my God. Like, that's where the anxiety comes from. That's where the fear comes from because you're choosing to live in that space. You, it, it is a part of you and it is something that you need. But that is when your awareness becomes... um poignant in your own life because you could be like, okay, I'm veering off into this really heavy, anxious energy. I know I've got autopilot. I know I've got some music that can calm me down. I know that I have control over the wheel. Okay? It's being aware that it is a part of your life to feel that anxiety and to feel that angst. But it's also great to know that in your awareness, you have the tools around you and in front of you to continue to guide you in the direction you're intended. Okay, so kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but your work is yours and yours alone. Your worship is yours and yours alone and we have the ability to be aware of our awareness and to allow ourselves to take control of the wheel and if where you're going is notifying you hey yoga eh uh-uh, not for you not your thing where is that eh uh-uh, not your thing coming from is it telling you is it coming from a place that's like it's going to be hard I don't really want challenge. I don't wanna be pushed outside my comfort zone. I'm scared of what people are gonna think of me. I'm not flexible enough. Is it coming from that space? Or is it like, I can see where this could be really great and meditative for a lot of people, but I don't think this is for me. Let me try, Um, not, I was about to say kung fu. <laughs> um but uh let me try doing an exercise like walking maybe walking's for me and i connect with myself with you know being on more of like an autopilot so i can feel what i'm feeling okay so this is your part of the work and this is your part in navigating what is your worship and this is a part of choosing modalities that resonate with you that resonate with you as a person you as what you've experienced and where do you feel the most held where do you feel the most connected what do you do where are you who are you with and when we become aware of our surroundings as well as our awareness we are again doing the work but also honoring our personal worship And this podcast is for those of you who feel restrained, constrained, or have gotten into this regimented way of being to become spiritual. You already are. You already are. You just have to find things that connect you to that spirituality. And that's when the experience and the work comes in for you to venture for you to put your feelers out there on different things and doing different things, trying different things. Nothing is going to change unless you change something. And when you feel as though you aren't a spiritual being, that means that you're disconnected. What makes you feel connected? And start simply with... Honestly, I tell people, start with the things that you used to love as a child. What were your favorite things to do as a child? Start there if you don't have any idea. And then allow it to branch you off in different things. (laughs) I'm reminded, like, I took a ballet class because I remember I used to love ballet. At least that's how I remembered it, right? (laughs) And then I recently saw pictures of myself during this, like, ballet rehearsal and my face is totally like, fuck this shit. Like, not for me, right? But I was always, like my mom always told me, you used to love dance. You used to love ballet. And then I did it as an adult and I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. It was a great workout. I was sore for a while. But I didn't have that love for it. Um, my next thing is tap dancing because for whatever reason, I feel like I liked the tap dancing. And I choose to try that. Um, But my modalities are my modalities and your modalities and my modalities may coincide with one another and may um, be similar, but they're never gonna be exactly the same. Don't embrace somebody else's outline of how they gained their quote unquote spirituality. It's not, they didn't gain spirituality. It's just how they connected to it. And your work in this life is to find out what connects you to your spirituality so you can embrace it and allow it to be your worship.